Skagway moves forward with a plan to reduce rock slides above the railroad dock, and local elections were held in Haines and Skagway this week, and moose hunting season is coming to an end in the Chilkat Valley. It's the KHNS Local News. I'm Mike Swayze. Those stories are up next. Skagway's busiest cruise ship dock was barraged by rock slides during the 2022 cruise season, creating partial shutdowns of the dock and resulting in a loss of well over 100,000 visitors to the community. The vast majority of the town's economy relies on cruise ship traffic. In an effort to reduce the hazard moving forward, the municipality has contracted with a design firm to develop mitigation strategies that could allow at least partial use of the dock next season. Seattle-based geotechnical engineering firm Shannon and Wilson have developed two different mitigation proposals for Skagway's large rock slide chute officials are calling the South Slide Area. It's located above the north end of the railroad dock and clearly visible from the waterfront. The two plans consist of a large-scale, long-term effort costing nearly $40 million and a smaller, short-term effort that would cost a little over $3 million. The municipality is seeking grant funding for the long-term project, but is moving ahead with a short-term project in the meantime. Municipal officials hope that the short-term project can be done prior to next year's cruise season. That project will include the installation of two attenuator nets. One at the bottom of the slide area was destroyed during a slide late last month. It was the large netting designed to guide falling rocks into the water below the dock. That will need to be replaced. Another attenuator net will be installed in the mid-slope area. During Thursday's assembly meeting, borough manager Brad Ryan explained why that's necessary. I'd say a third of the way down or maybe just over a third of the way down. There's a, there's a bump on the hillside, and that kicks rocks off and launches them outward. When those rocks get launched outward, they can gain speed and miss the attenuator net at the bottom of the slope, causing damage to the dock below. The plan also calls for a draped mesh at the top of the slope, much like what is used along stretches of the South Klondike Highway between Skagway and Carcross in Canada's Yukon Territory. The concept is that if you can slow the speed at which the rocks fall, the impact won't be as damaging. Heavy scaling will also be done to the top of the slide area. That will theoretically bring down any loose rock or vegetation that's in danger of falling now. The scaling will be done with hand tools such as pry bars and airbags. But Ryan doesn't expect that the railroad dock will be used at full capacity upon completion of the mitigation effort. I think we have to be prepared that we're going to try to limit as many people on that dock as possible. That means most likely cruise passengers will continue to be tendered from the ships that are able to berth on the railroad dock south of the slide area next season. Ryan said funding for the project will likely come from a variety of sources. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy declared a disaster emergency in Skagway last month, and the state made at least $1 million available for Skagway in the wake of the declaration. There could be more funds available, but those aren't guaranteed. Another potential source of funding could come from CPV funds, which are collected by the state of Alaska as per-passenger fees, then distributed back to the communities which host the cruise ships. Can we cover it? I believe we can. The revenue bond has to go through, and the expenses that would go to the development of the ore dock would have to all go through that revenue bond, which 
you know, we intend to do anyway, and then we'd have to cover it with our other municipal funds. A $65 million revenue bond was approved by voters on Tuesday. Those funds are supposed to be used for port development and are expected to be available early next year. The use of that money to reconfigure the ore dock to allow large class cruise ships next year would allow other money, like those CPV funds, to be available to help pay for the rock slide mitigation plan instead of the emergency ore dock redesign project. Shannon and Wilson expect two weeks for the hand scaling, eight weeks for the attenuator construction, and one week to test the system. Oregon-based contractor Rock Supremacy was named by manager Ryan as the contractor that will execute the plan. White Pass and Yukon Route will continue to share geotechnical data and remove debris from the bottom of the slide area as needed. Moose season is ending right now in the Chilkat Valley. As Alan Depermental reports, although the conditions were particularly wet, it's been a good year for both hunters and moose. As of Friday morning, 25 bulls had been shot, which is in the upper range of the yearly objective for the harvest. Carl Koch, wildlife management biologist with Alaska Department of Fish and Game, estimates this will translate to between 7,500 and 9,500 pounds of meat in Chilkat Valley freezers. The age distribution of the harvested bulls points to a healthy moose population. Of the 25 animals killed, 12 had spiked fork antlers. This means almost half the harvest were yearling bulls and suggests many calves were born last year and survived. Fish and game harvesting rules are meant to protect bulls 2 to 5 years old. The latest surveys assess the moose population at 252 for the lower Chilkat Valley south of the Wells Bridge. Bulls can live to 14 or 15 years old, cows up to 17 or even 20 years old. As of Friday morning, the biggest track brought in this year was measured at 58 and one quarter inches. Kosh says it is one of the biggest racks he has seen in his time at Fish and Game. For KHNS News in Haines, I'm Alan DePremenil. Tuesday's municipal election in Skagway saw wins by an incumbent, a returning assembly member, an unopposed candidate, and a proposition. Incumbent Assemblymember Orion Hansen was the top vote-getter for Assembly in this year's election with 312 votes. Former Assemblymember and business owner Dan Henry finished second with 258 votes. They will fill the two open Assembly seats with three-year terms. Also on Tuesday night, Proposition 1 passed with 278 votes for and 200 votes against. The $65 million revenue bond will be used to pay for port improvements, can be accessed as needed, and will be paid for by revenue generated by the port. Finally, Luke Rauscher received 360 votes for a three-year term on Skagway School Board. All new members of Skagway's Assembly and School Board will assume their roles on October 10th. The preliminary results were ratified by the Canvas Board on Thursday, October 6th. And now, Alan DePremenil with Haines election results. The Haines Borough has released preliminary results for Tuesday's vote. There were three open assembly seats. The two top vote-getters will serve full three-year terms. The third will serve a partial one-year term. 47 outstanding votes could still affect the outcome. As of now, the order is number one, Gabe Thomas with 547 votes, number two, Ben Altman Moore with 495 votes, number three, Jerry Lapp with 482 votes, number four, Margaret Jones with 464 votes, number five, Bill Jorowitz with 462 votes, and number six, Eric Hawley with 439 votes. 
The uncounted votes will be canvassed at the next assembly meeting and the results will be certified on the 25th of October. Additionally, Kelly Baumgartner and Michelle Shelley Sloper ran unopposed and will each serve three-year terms on the Haines School Board. Last weekend, we ran a story about a deal between the municipality of Skagway and the state of Alaska Department of Transportation. The story incorrectly indicated a planned change of ownership of the town's Broadway Peninsula. Initial plans have been agreed upon to change the location of the state ferry terminal, which would free up the peninsula for future municipal development. However, ownership would not be affected. If you notice something worth correcting in one of our stories or have an idea for a new piece of reporting, please contact our newsroom at 907-766-2020. For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read local news stories online at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News anywhere you get your podcasts.